everyone, and welcome to I'm Not Like You. I'm Not Like You is a podcast hosted by two great friends with very different perspectives on everything from relationships to our lifestyles to what we watch on TikTok. One thing we can't agree on, though, our 40s are going to be about redefining what it means to live well in this space. Hey, Esther. Hi, Aileen. <laughs> it's always so awkward to figure out how to open our podcast. <laughs> I know it's just us like giggling at each other. <laughs> just chit chatting. Well, the funny thing is, because normally when we record, we've already been talking for a little while and like just sort of, I don't know, either musing or bullshitting or planning something. And so we've already actually been talking for 33 minutes. So by the time we get here, it's like saying hi feels kind of weird, but like how That's else? Right. Actually, right now we've already been talking for an hour, just about oh utter nonsense. And here we are. And all of a sudden we got to get serious, serious business. We have a big topic today because today's topic was crowdsourced. Oh, today's topic was crowdsourced. So we've been trying to do more social. So if you're not following us on the socials, we are on Instagram at I'm not like you podcast and on TikTok at I'm not like you podcast. And we have a commitment to ourselves to post more. So please do follow and we'll be putting polls up there and all sorts of other fun stuff all along with. So check us out on Instagram or TikTok if you haven't already. And yes, Esther is right. This topic was crowdsourced. We asked for opinions on what you might like to hear us talk about. And we got one from one of my favorite humans in the whole wide world who asked us to talk about how we make decisions. And so we called this episode Decisions, Decisions, When to Say Fuck It, or When to Hold Yourself Back. So I feel like this is going to be a fun one. It is. I love this topic. Although I'm not sure there's a scientific answer of how we make decisions, but let's see how we both get there. Well, and so as I was thinking about how I might talk about my decision-making framework, I thought that it would make you laugh because I I wanted to start with a question as an opener. Wow. Do you ever talk to your soul? Did you ask me this question just so we could cut this for TikTok? Because I immediately started laughing. Do I talk to my soul? Yeah. Do you talk to your soul? I definitely don't do that. Like, are you (laughs) asking me if like, before I make a business decision, I talk to my soul and say like, let's get to this. What does my soul want to do? I guess I'm asking you if you've ever consciously tried to connect with your soul to make a decision, business or otherwise. No. Okay. Well. So this is an interesting one that you are going to find fascinating. And I don't know if we've actually ever talked about this. Maybe we have. But when I started in therapy, however many years ago, I have a really phenomenal therapist who I talk about on most episodes because she's really shaped my life in so many ways. But one of the tips or one of the pieces of advice that she gave me, which is one of my favorite, is that when you're trying to understand yourself, discover something about yourself, make a decision, whatever, when you have some sort of inquiry, tapping into your soul, connecting to your soul is a really great way to understand like what your true desire is. So she actually recommended to me this journal that you can buy on Amazon for like $14.99. Maybe we'll link in our show notes. <laughs> That's called Soul Pages. Okay. And so there's like a whole like practice around your soul pages where you listen to Theta Beats on like Spotify or wherever you get your music and you create a mantra, you repeat a mantra and you tell yourself 
you basically say, I write, the voice listens, the voice writes, I listen. And you can call your soul whatever you want. In this case, the prompt is your voice. And that's like a good way to tap into like your inner self and your inner world, which often is where a lot of the answers are when you're making big decisions. At least this is what she was training me in. And so fast forward, I guess it's probably like three years later. And I still do often talk to my soul and I have soul pages and now I've done multiple journals of them. And even though this sounds like the craziest shit you've ever heard, although you're handling it really well and you look pretty calm and you're not like, <laughs> I obscene calm. or anything, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, but the shit that I have uncovered about how I think about things is wild. And I think even though it sounds like a really radical way to make decisions, I guess I started it with the most extreme and then we can walk it back to like how we make smaller or less consequential decisions in our life. But I would tell you that my biggest, my most successful approach to decision-making, some of the best decisions I've ever made in my life have come from those sessions actually talking to my soul. Okay. So why don't you give us an example of one of these decisions and how you did the process of talking to your soul? Well, following the prompts, you have your mantras, you get into your meditative state, you have your little journal. I usually do it very early in the morning, which is when your brain is like most receptive and like spongy to like new ideas and different ways of thinking as opposed to getting in your sort of like repetitive pattern driven mind. So, I mean, I've made a lot of like big life decisions in the past, probably five years. We moved to LA in 2019. We moved to Austin in 2021. And that's come with a lot of like career changes and changing companies and different approaches to the way that we live our lives and different reasons that we've been driven to make these decisions. But if you're not going to live a conventional life, right, and you're not going to follow a linear path and you're going to live in a way that's not necessarily like driven by, fear or or what you're sort of being told is the right way forward, then I think you need like different and in this case, maybe unique tools to understand exactly what's meant for you. And so that's where my soul comes in. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not really sure how to respond to that. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, I love that for you. That, that, that adds up. That sounds like something you would do. Yeah. <laughs> my decisions are really based on intuition. And mm-hmm. I like to believe for the most part, I know we've talked a lot about how much I value relationships, but all of my choices in relationships usually are also based on intuition. Like if I believe that that person is somebody I could trust, if I believe that's somebody who I want to let into my circle, any decision I make is based usually on my immediate feeling to something, which is opposite of, you know, we've talked a lot about your weight approach in business, like in, in, as a sales tactic, like, why are you speaking and like letting the other person speak? I usually do the opposite thing where I have an immediate reaction. I'm usually right. And I react and I make a decision. And I would say at work, people find me to be very decisive. I make a decision. I stick to it. I walk away and I move on to the next thing. And it's not to say that I'm always right, but you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm right a lot of times. <laughs> Can I ask a question though? Is that because you feel like you, well, because I think like talking to your soul and following your intuition are actually probably, if not one of the same, like very closely related. And so what I think I'm saying is like, it's a practice of like 
connecting to your inner world to understand like what your innermost desires are. And what you're saying is like kind of the same. Like, do you feel like you've honed it over time in a way that's like enabled you to be a good decision maker? I mean, I think that's a great point. And maybe we're saying the same thing, but in two different ways, maybe one that's more digestible to me. I regularly throw out the word soul and eat crystals for breakfast. Maybe like that's the, I'm not like you version of this answer. <laughs> I definitely think I have perfected it over time. I would also say that, you know, having worked in publishing, at least on the business side, and also a little bit in interpersonal skills, you're kind of trained to look at your surroundings if you watch a little bit of like the Devil Wears Prada or any movie about magazines, that kind of behavior is true where somebody's always coming for you, coming for a piece of something you have. So you definitely learn to watch. It's kind of like driving. You're not only focused on the car that you're behind, but you're focused on all the cars around you. And that is definitely a skill. And some people are better at it than others. I am good at it. I am able to like look at my car and be driving my car, but I'm always watching what the other cars around me are doing. And it does help me in real time make decisions that I feel like are steering me down the right course and whoever else is in my vehicle. So maybe that is a little bit of soul searching, talking, and it, do, it does take time and 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 maybe an ability to hear your soul. I'm not going to call it that. Hear your, yeah. hear your inner intuition and let it guide you and speak to you and help you come to choices that are right for you. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, I do think we're actually kind of saying something similar, which is like, it does come with time. For me, it's, definitely the practice of like having that connection to that conversation with myself on a very regular basis and challenging myself to make sure it's coming from the right place versus like a reaction or something that's low vibrations or like whatever the case may be. Like if I'm being driven by my ego, for example, which I feel like is something that I wrestle with all the time, like, does this actually matter to me or does this matter to the version of me that I want people to either see right. or think that I am? And so like that for me, that, that practice, that conversation, and then also that version of like trusting myself when I come to that, when I have, when I, the answer becomes clear to me is also really a challenge because sometimes it doesn't look like what I either thought it would look like, or I, I want it to look like from like a surface level perspective, but I always, once you kind of create that attunement, then it's like, you can't turn it off. And it's like, well, now I have to kind of like follow that path. So I'm wondering for you, like how, when you say like, I'm sort of peripherally aware, how do you feel like you've been able to hone that or like tune that, fine tune that over time? I don't know that I have an answer. Mm. I think it's just something that, that came very naturally to me. And it was something again, like a, from a person, from a professional side, like I had to learn how to do. Mm. And then it blended into my whole life. It's like just how I'm able to make choices. And they're not, I, again, I don't always make the right choices. And certainly sometimes I make wrong choices and I make them on purpose. It's not like, it's not like I never pick the wrong thing. Wait, sometimes I make the right, the wrong choices. Yeah. You've never been in a situation. I could think of multiple ones, even some where you're involved, where I <laughs> make a decision and I, my head is saying, 
do not fucking do this. And for five other reasons, I'm like, well, one, two, three, four, five, this is why I'm going to do it. I should do it. But like in my, my whole body knows, like, do not do this. And I do it anyway. And then I wait however long until like the, the, spotlight is on that I made a wrong decision. Right. And then you have that moment where you're like, you knew you shouldn't have done this. And I think that that also, if, as you're thinking about, and again, I I don't have the answer of how you get better at following your intuition, but there definitely is a feeling, right? It's, it's a feeling, you know, in that moment, your body knows, and I'm not trying to be all soul. I'm, I'm just, this is, this is honestly like the way that I live. I can feel it. I know if I'm making a good choice. And sometimes when I know I'm not, I also know why I'm not making a good choice. I want to hang on to something. I want to, I want to get something that I don't currently have. Sometimes you make a choice out of jealousy. Sometimes you make a choice out of greed. Those are all real things. Sometimes I make choices that I don't want to do for the sake of my children. The other day I did another fuck no thing. And Eileen was like, have we not talked about this? I'm like, well, let me tell you why I'm making this bad choice because it will help my child do X, Y, Z. Either way, that feeling when you're making the bad choice, like that's your intuition colleague saying like, don't do this. And I remember so many times where Eileen has been like, Esther, are you sure? Are you sure? It could be like personal and professional. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I know I'm not. I know it's wrong. And I hold firm. So it's not, it's not like I never make bad choices, but I would say when I make them, I usually also know I'm making bad ones along the way. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I, and I, I by no means am immune to it. I mean, I like, I can sit and talk to my soul all day long and like, that's great. But like, there certainly are many times where I'm like, I know what to do here, but I'm going to do something different because it just feels like either a pattern or just like, sometimes you're just like, fuck it. Like I just can't help myself and for better or worse, I guess that's what makes us human. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I agree. So I guess Eileen and I are both saying that we have a different way of speaking to our soul. (laughs) I don't know. I wish, I wish to our listeners that we could provide some tips for me. I would just say, if I, if I have to answer that question, I would say to treat it like driving to start to train yourself to do that. You're not only in your car, watch the cars around you. And the better that you get at watching what's going on around you and what other people's motives are, the easier it is to make a decision with more than one thing helping you decide. So keep an eye on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Keep an eye on the road. I like that one. And I think as you're saying that, it also is making me think of, like one of the other things that I often think about when I'm trying to make a, a fairly like sizable decision is, well, I guess it goes back to the idea of trusting, like watching for signs. Cause you know, I don't know. We've probably talked, I mean, we definitely have talked about this, but I don't know if I've necessarily talked about this in the podcast, but I'm a huge believer in like the universe and divine intervention and like everything being connected. And I think that there's always, if we're watching, which a lot of times we're not, cause we're like really distracted and like absorbed in our bullshit but if you really watch, like there's, there's always signs pointing you toward where you're supposed to go if you're willing to keep your eyes open. So I think that in addition to, I think my, my number one piece of advice is like find time and make space for going inside and really like having that relationship with yourself and then, you know, watching sort of what unfolds around you to see if it what you think is right aligns with your path. If it feels like you can't make a snap decision, but it's a decision that you want to make over the course of time. So 
I think that would be my sort of two two pronged approach for big decisions, small decisions, I guess decisions of any size. And then also like kind of think kind of like what you're saying, like just be kind to yourself. Like you're gonna make dumb decisions, obviously. Like we do the make <laughs> dumb decisions all the time. And just like, you know, move on, right? Don't like get That's too great. attached to it because it's a waste of energy and we only have so much energy. We do only have so much energy. All right. Well, there you have it. You have two different opinions. And actually, in this case, I think a similar opinion with different approaches to how you get there. Hopefully that helps you all make some big decisions, some small decisions. Keep your eye on the road and keep your eye on the signs. (laughs) That's a great one. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next Friday with another episode on up-leveling life and relationships in ways that are anything but what they tell us they should be in our 40s. We'll see you then. Bye.